Hello and welcome to Phenomenal. I'm Trisna, a psychologist with an interest in the well-being and fulfilment of artists, performers, creatives, and all those who follow their passion. Phenomenal is a podcast about walking in the shoes of some exceptional people who have paved their own way in life. In this podcast, I hope to not only introduce these phenomenal people, but also give an opportunity to understand them phenomenologically by hearing their lived experience. In this episode of Phenomenal, I speak to ultra-endurance cyclist Rishi Fox. We speak about persisting through challenges and fear, attempting missions you may not achieve, and beautiful experiences you can have along the way. Hi, Rishi. Hi, Trisna. Thanks for coming in to chat. That's all right. Um, I thought maybe I should start first. Um, if you could tell us what you do during the day. I'm a scientist. Yeah. I'm a supervisor in a laboratory. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm a, I'm a chemist. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, and what do you do every other waking hour? <laughs> <laughs> um, predominantly, I pedal on my bicycle. <laughs> And um, so, like, what sort of riding exactly? Um, so what I do is known as ultra endurance cycling. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's very long distance cycling, um, and I also do some unsupported bike packing racing, which is racing your bike without support, carrying everything with you, and fending for yourself for anywhere from. Well, 2,000 kilometres to 4,000 kilometres. Wow. Yeah. So 4,000 is the furthest you've gone? I haven't made it to that far okay. yet, but yeah. that is the intention. Yeah. And so from where to where? Um, so there's a lot of different races around the world, um, but I have partaken in the transcontinental twice, which is in Europe. Um, every year it's been slightly different, but it goes from Western Europe to Eastern Europe. Mm-hmm. Um and I've also done um, the Transatlantic Way, which was in Ireland, mm-hmm. um, which was really amazing yeah. around the west coast of Ireland. Yeah. yeah. And is everyone going the same route or is it sort of? So there's different um, races. So the mm. one in Ireland was a fixed route. So everyone mm. gets the same course and everyone goes the same way and you mm. actually have to stick to that course. So if you divert at all, mm. if you don't follow the route, then you get time penalties. Okay. Whereas there are other races like the transcontinental where you're given checkpoints that you have to get to, but Mm -hmm. between those points, you have to navigate and make your own route. Mm -hmm. So um, generally you plot that route before you go, or you might plot very, like a a variation of different possible routes and choose while you're there. And yeah, yeah, you kind of have to change depending on the situation. Yeah. And so you're changing based on what, like um, conditions? Yeah. Weather, roads. Um, so it's, there's a lot of, there is a lot of work that goes into planning before you go. Mm. So if you don't do enough research and you get there and you find that where you've planned to go is actually banned for cyclists, mm. for example, mm. then you'd have to find another way. Um, I've had situations where my route has been closed due to roadworks. Oh God. And this is at about 
midnight and oh I have to gosh. find another way around. You know, there's yeah. lots of these situations where you have to react quite quickly and um, make decisions while you're fatigued. Yeah. Yeah. And so you're carrying everything yes. that you need. So what do you bring? Um, so not much. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wear one set of cycling clothes and I wash that, hand wash it. Um, and most of the luggage that I'm carrying is mechanical equipment yeah. in case something happens with the bike. Yeah. Um, and also for me, a lot of medication because I'm asthmatic and I'm mm-hmm. also allergic to bees. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have to carry a lot of medicine. Mm-hmm. And so how many days on the road would you be? Um, so when I did Transatlantic Way, which I finished, that mm. was eight and a half days. Mm-hmm. Um, the Transcontinental I've attempted twice yeah, and both times I've pulled out pretty much on day eight or nine. Wow. Yeah. Um, to finish, most people, if you want to finish inside the – time cut yeah. for an official finish it's 16 days but some people take longer than that and do it as an unofficial finish but they still complete it mm-hmm. yeah and what happened on those two times <laughs> um the first time i ended up with very bad dehydration yeah. and um heat exhaustion yeah and i was in an ambulance um oh gosh. yeah in italy yeah um, i collapsed on a mountain and um i was just lucky that there was it, was, it wasn't near a town, but there just happened to be a guy who happened to be the local fire, oh, um, wow. like like fire warden. I don't know. He worked for the fire brigade, but for a volunteer fire brigade. Yeah. And he uh, didn't speak any English, but managed to understand that I needed an ambulance and called, called me an ambulance. Yeah. 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 And so you speak some Spanish, is yeah, that right? Yeah, yeah. Did you use that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. In Italy I find sometimes some of the words between Italian and Spanish are, are quite similar yeah. and they'll understand me more if I speak in Spanish than I speak in English. It depends on the person yeah. and where I am. Yeah. yeah. So some some people speak English but yeah. – Yeah. So what got you into this? Oh, man. <laughs> um, it's weird. Uh, I've always – done things that are beyond my level of ability. Like uh, I like to throw myself into situations where um, it may not be achievable and mm-hmm. it's something that I kind of apply my scientist mind to mm-hmm. of breaking down and figuring out what I can do to learn and to train to be able to get myself to a point where maybe I would be okay mm-hmm. um, and also to overcome the fear of not knowing what will happen and just letting the situation unfold. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I had been doing – so I've been – my first race was four years ago Mm. and before that I was predominantly doing mountain biking Mm. and I'd never really done anything over 100 kilometres in a single ride. Yeah. Um, But I found that I really enjoyed – being on my bike for a really long time. And the mm. longer I rode, the more I enjoyed it. Mm. Um, for me, it's a very relaxed place to be. Yeah, uh, I don't have to think mm-hmm. and all I have to do is just pedal. Mm-hmm. And as I found that I enjoyed that more and more, I just kept going further and further. And yeah. I also really enjoy the adventure and travel aspect of riding a bike yeah. um, and being able to see things 
you, this is not the same as driving or mm. catching a plane to somewhere. As you're cycling through somewhere, you're experiencing it, mm. even if you are going at speeds and not stopping. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So when I first saw the transcontinental, I just happened upon it on the internet and I saw people doing this race and I thought, wow, that is amazing yeah. like how do they do that for starters but imagine the what you see and the experiences yeah. that you get in that time yeah and I never thought that it wasn't something like I didn't think that I could finish like when I first thought of it I was like there's no way I could do that but I yeah. never thought that it was something that I couldn't attempt mm -hmm. so I just decided that if I signed up and I got in mm. that I would just do it and figure out how to how to do that Wow. <laughs> Which is a process in itself. Yeah. And so what, is there some sort of criteria for entry? Um, no. So it's a ballot, mm -hmm. um, but they do um, promote diversity mm -hmm. and they want a lot of women mm -hmm. and they also want people from different countries. And mm -hmm. so they do give preference. So at the moment, um, until there's 50-50 entries of women to men, they have a policy of of all women who apply mm -hmm. as long as they um, fill in the application correctly and can answer all the question at the mm. questionnaire and everything mm. get an entry great yeah yeah, yeah which is That's really awesome. cool mm. and so um you've got a coach yeah yeah so how does how does your coach kind of help you yeah jess is really amazing mm. um She's been a good friend of mine for a really long time. Um, she, when I first started mountain biking, her and her husband, Norm, um, did a lot of my, I did a lot of coaching sessions with them for actual training for skills, for learning how yeah. to, how to do mountain biking. Yeah. Um, and Jess is very accomplished mountain biker in racing and particularly with 24 hour racing. Yeah. So when, as soon as I signed up to do that first transcontinental in 2016 I knew that I would need a coach to help me to be able to get physically where I needed to be mm. and I knew that Jess would be a really good person for that mm. and I also knew that she's very good mentally as well and she's yeah. helped me a lot on that side of things as well like yeah. actually considering myself an athlete and yeah. and um, helping me to process fears yeah 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 and so what's what's been like the most useful kind of lesson um that? jess is an advocate of the one percent uh -huh. so you know every time you do something if you can just give one percent more than what you thought you could mm -hmm. that's another step you know mm -hmm. and with this racing um it's all about moving forward so yeah. if something happens you have to deal with it Mm. And you have to keep moving forward because the longer you stop and wait, mm. the longer it takes to finish. Mm. Um, so I really use that. Like, for example, when I was in Ireland racing the transatlantic way, I pulled a muscle in my leg um, about five days into the race. Mm. And it was it was quite bad. And I didn't know at the time how I was going to keep going. Mm. But I knew that all I had to do was just keep, even if I was going to, there's no way I was going to be able to make my goals anymore. I wasn't going to be able to do the number of kilometers I wanted to do each day. Just had to push that to back of my head and mm -hmm. just go, okay, so what, what can you do to keep moving forward? Just that 1% extra. Yeah. Um, so what I did was <laughs> I pedaled with one leg. Wow. I sat side saddle so that I could just oh pedal with one leg. Yeah. Um, I got off my bike and walked up every single hill because I couldn't physically put any weight through that leg anymore. Yeah. And yeah. I made it to the finish line. Wow. So, 
Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And so you do set goals. Yeah. Um, but it sounds like the the motivation is just to to get in there and yeah for yeah. me for me personally um I, of course I always have a goal of finishing but mm. for me the the bigger thing is overcoming my fear of even taking it on in the first place mm-hmm. so if I can throw myself into a situation which I didn't think I could do mm. that for me is a win mm. so yeah and and being in those situations and dealing with things which I didn't think I could do previously and then to find out, oh, I can, mm. is such a huge accomplishment in life that you can yeah. apply to other situations. That, yeah. Um, yeah, the ultimate goal is always to get to the end. But for me, that's a process. If something mm. doesn't work the first time, I figure out what went wrong and then I work on it and mm. then I have another go mm-hmm. and then another mm. go until, you know, you figure out what it is you need to do to, yeah. get, to get there. Yeah. Um, so are there rides that you've done that you're really proud of? Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a there's a ride called the Alpine Classic, which is um, up around Bright, um, mm. goes up Hotham and Mount Buffalo, um, and around Falls back of Falls Creek, mm-hmm. and it's a really really hard ride with mm. a very tight time cut. Mm-hmm. And the first year that I tried to do it, I had trained really really hard to do it, knowing the average speed that I had to hold to be able to make it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't make it and I got picked up by the bus that caught me. So I was behind mm. time. As soon mm-hmm. as you're behind time, they pick you up and they, they take you off. Mm. So the next year I decided, right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work really hard on this. And, I helped, and Jess helped me to, mm. to get to the point with my training where I knew I could hold that average speed and make it. Mm-hmm. And that ride, I stuck to every single plan of mine like down to the millisecond Mm -hmm. I was going into feed stations and just grabbing stuff and leaving and back on my bike you know not wasting a single minute well I see people sitting down and having a break you know and then they catch me again you know past me um but yeah getting to the end of that ride and knowing all of the work that I put in to get there was yeah that was that was really cool so tell me more about this this um thing of just helping you feel like you are an athlete like yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's it's been weird for me because I'm not naturally gifted in sports right yeah like I'm not your typical physique I'm I'm a lot heavier um I'm not really good at really fast stuff Mm -hmm. I can't do I can't do sprints unless Mm -hmm. they're really really short Mm -hmm. um so I never really felt like I was that great at cycling right but I feel like I'm good at um, I'm good at learning and uh-huh. I'm good at applying things and I'm uh-huh. good at um, keeping on going even when things don't work out the first time, whereas mm. some people might give up and that's it and mm. they never have another go. Mm. Um, so I guess my view of myself as an athlete is that I, I'm, a, I'm an endurance athlete. Mm. Like I'm, mm. I'm re- I, now I think I'm actually really good at, um, riding for a long time mm. and I've learned about my body what my body needs mm. um, and how to fix problems early on so that they don't become debilitating and mm-hmm. end my ride mm-hmm. so yeah so there's some strategy yeah, involved. yeah 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 definitely which is what I enjoy about it as well mm. it's very um, you have to there has to be a plan and there has to be thought and strategy. Mm. Yeah. Otherwise mm. it's 
things will go wrong and you just you won't be able to recover. Mm. And so have, have there been times when when things have gone wrong and you've had to really battle to, yes. to get back out yeah. there? Um, on the transatlantic way, I turned up to Ireland with really bad jet lag. Yeah. Um, and I couldn't get over it. And on the third day of the ride, um, so I was doing about 280 Ks a day. Mm-hmm. And on the third day, I was falling asleep. Mm. Like I, I was really in, like I wasn't falling asleep because I always had in my head, if I, if I actually start falling asleep, I'm going to pull over mm. the side and have a sleep in the grass, you know, whatever. Mm. I would never let myself get in a situation where it was dangerous, mm. but I was getting, I could feel that I was so tired during the day and mm. it was really hard to pedal. I'd been suffering just before I went over with really bad vertigo mm. and it, and I was starting to feel that on the bike mm. and I just had to push through it because anytime I stopped, the vertigo was so overwhelming that I felt like I couldn't focus. But mm. as long as I was moving, I was okay. Mm. So I just had to keep pushing through and pushing through and pushing through. And I made it to the end of the day where I had planned to get to. So I pushed through to that goal, even though I really wanted to stop mm. hours earlier. Mm. And I got to the, I, I had a hotel for the night and I remember I was just laying, I was laying on the floor of the hotel just going, oh my God, what am I going to do? If I still feel like this tomorrow, there's no way I can keep riding. Mm. Um, and you get overwhelmed with the situation and the what ifs, mm. but you really have to just remember that in these things, things can change so quickly mm. and you can't make decisions based on the current situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went to bed. And during the night, and this often happens, I, I got entire full body sweats, full body, mm. like whole body. I, we- I remember waking up and chucking it. The bed had like 10 pillows on it. Mm-hmm. And I remember chucking the pillows off and getting getting the next one because it was soaked. Yeah, yeah. Um, and when I woke up in the morning, I was fine. Yeah. Yeah. And so is there is there sort of self-talk that you're doing? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a lot of negative negative talk and yeah. that happens a lot. Yeah. Um, but the more you do this, the more you learn not to listen to that and mm-hmm. then you really have to quieten it and tell it to shut up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And do you feel like sort of persisting through that negative yeah. self-talk, carrying on and m- accomplishing something? Yes. Does that all add yes. to that? Yes. Yeah. And it also um, – it makes you realize what you can push through and you mm-hmm. have a bank of those experiences. Mm-hmm. And then anytime anything else is hard, you're going, hang on a minute. Mm-hmm. Remember that time I got mm-hmm. through that, that, and that, and that was way worse than this. Mm-hmm. This is fine. I'll mm-hmm. be fine. Mm-hmm. So I really find that bank of experience makes a huge difference to how I can get through situations now. Yeah. Whereas before I would have stopped and said, oh, I can't do it. It's not safe or, or you know, it's not, I make something a bigger deal than it, than it is. Yeah. 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 And you mentioned before that you, you're able to sort of apply that to other parts yeah, of your life. Yeah, definitely. For example? Um, just things that you used to get worried about just aren't worth worrying about anymore. <laughs> yeah. It's like so yeah. meaningless and yeah. trivial. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just find I worry a lot less about things. Mm. Um, I, used to, I used to struggle a lot before cycling with anxiety Mm. and even panic attacks Mm. and I found that since um cycling that's pretty much 
gone. Mm. Um, partly because it's a really great stress relief for me, but yeah. also because I've learnt to deal with situations which I would have found overwhelming previously. Yeah. And the knowledge that I can deal with deal with the unknown and be okay mm. means that I worry about things less in general life. So then I don't get anxious. Yeah. And so you said that you started because you like to put yourself in a situation mm. that you, you can't necessarily, <laughs> yeah. you know, meet the goal. Uh, would you say that you've always been that way or, or was there so. some sort of? Um, I've, I think when I was growing up, my parents always, they never put any limitation on me. Mm. Like I could do whatever I wanted mm. and I, they, they gave me free reign. I used mm. to go out. I, like I bought my own bodyboard and then went out surfing. But like I'd go out for the day surfing and, mm -hmm. um, yeah. At what age? Oh, like I think probably about fourteen. Yeah. But even before that, I had yeah. rollerblades and yeah. yeah. I used to just go out by myself all the time yeah. or with my brother sometimes. Yeah. He was younger than me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I think I I never I never thought that I couldn't do something if I wanted to. So yeah. I've always tried to do things something. Mm. But I think I also don't have a fear of failure, mm -hmm. which I think holds a lot of people back. Yeah. Um, for me, I can't comprehend the idea of um, thinking that I can't do something as a reason not to try. Mm -hmm. Because if I didn't do things because I didn't think I was going to definitely succeed, there'd mm. be so many things I would have missed out on in yeah. life. Um, there's so many situations where... I haven't succeeded, but I've learnt so much from it. Yeah. And that if I hadn't had that experience, I'd be sad. Like, mm. yeah, I, I don't understand this fear of trying, like people only doing something if you're guaranteed to succeed. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'll, I'll do it in five years' time when I feel like I'm up to it. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, why don't you just try it now and then you'll know what you need to do to be able to, to get there in five years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And how, how structured are you about sort of um, – monitoring learnings and applying them like is that is that just something that you keep a track of in your mind or are you are you recording those things I think it just happens yeah I've always been very like my whole life I've been very analytical mm. and um I assess everything and analyze mm -hmm. everything mm -hmm. a bit of a control freak and <laughs> I've always been overly cautious which is why I like to to make myself do these things yeah. because it, it it challenges that side of my personality uh-huh um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. The learning just, it uh, just keeps it happening. Just but I, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, are there, do you have any particular inspirations that, you know, helps you keep going? Um, people or? I, I know everyone says they do, but I don't, I don't know. I don't really, ha I don't really think like that. Uh -huh. I just think about all the things that I could do and, yeah. and and for me, my life, what I want out of life is to have as many experiences as possible. Yeah. Like I just see that there's so many opportunities in the world and there's so many things you can do and see that I should make the most of that. Yeah. So that's my inspiration. Yeah. 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 Um, what about, um, I mean, I guess we've spoken about some challenges already, but any, any particular challenges? In? Achieving your goals. Oh, yeah. Um, well, TCR, Transcontinental, has been a focus of mine now for four years. Yeah. Um, 
and I've tried twice and I haven't been able to finish. Mm. Um, the mental and emotional strain of working for something for so long and not achieving it is mm. quite draining mm. um, to the point where I took two years off. I went and did something else which I succeeded in. Yeah. And then I took another year off where I just went travelling with my partner and yeah. we had some great experiences and fun. Yeah. And this year I had already had it in my head. <laughs> this year I turned 40 and I'd yeah. given myself a little, I don't know, it's not like I thought, oh, I have to do this before I'm 40. Yeah. It's like I just thought, oh, you know, I, I feel like I'm ready to try again. Yeah. And I don't feel like it's something that I had to finish to be able to get what I wanted out of it. But yeah. I have a, I have this real connection to the race emotionally mm. um, and I have this desire to get to the finish, which I can't let go of. Yeah. Um, but the decision to enter caused me a lot of anxiety, right. like a lot, Yeah. where I was up all night not sleeping because I was thinking about it, like, do, mm. should I enter? Like after all the heartache it gave me last mm. time, do I want to put myself in that situation again? Mm. And I spoke with my partner who mm. is very level-headed mm. and very matter-of-fact and very supportive. Mm. And he said to me, you know, if it's something that you feel that you need to do, mm. you should do it. Yeah. But you have to be okay with the fact that there's still a chance because you never know what's going to happen in yeah. these things that you won't. Yeah. So don't go unless you're okay with that. Yeah. So that's what I had to do in my head to be mm -hmm. able to enter. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it was a hard decision. Yeah. Yeah, because it caused me a lot of um, – it was like a huge loss the last time when I didn't, yeah. when I didn't make it because I had put in a lot of effort and I had – emotionally felt like it was going to happen. Yeah. 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 And do you feel like you need that investment to sort of give it your best? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. If I didn't, if I, that, that was the other thing. I had to, I had to, I actually, I go through pros and cons in my mm. head, you know, I write out these lists. Mm. Um, I had to be sure that it was something that I wanted bad enough to mm. put in another year of training and, mm. Like it's a lot of work mm. um, and it's also time away from, from Ben mm. um, and it's a strain on him as well and, and my mum mm. knowing that I'm racing and it's, it, you know, there's dangers involved. Mm. And, um, but, yeah, I needed to be sure that I wanted it bad enough mm. to put myself through that stuff again. Yeah. 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 And what, what were your pros and cons? <laughs> <laughs> Is that too personal? I mean, No, no, no. So... Yeah, my I, I can't remember everything. No, no. But 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 my cons most of my cons were the fact, you know, that that it's a huge anxiety burden on me yeah. and and that I didn't want to end up depressed again. Yes. Yeah. Um because the you go it's a very weird thing these races. You go through this it's such an intense period of time in in a short period of time yeah. and it's a lot for your mind to process yeah. and you go through these highs and lows that are crazy mm. and then all of a sudden it's just over yeah and it's really really hard for your mind to get over that and for yeah. me personally it was like a huge loss yeah because I I love riding my bike and I was having an adventure and it was great but at the same time I was suffering and it's like yeah. you know it's um it's really hard. Yeah. yeah. And so your recovery, you were talking about how there was one year that you did something that you achieved. There was another year that yeah. you just travelled. Yeah. 
was there anything else to the recovery that or was it just a case of kind I of falling in a heap? I just needed some time and, off, yeah. yeah. I just needed a year where because I'd, I'd missed out on going on vacation with Ben as well mm. um, from racing for three years in a row because mm. it takes up all your annual leave. Mm. Um, so I just wanted to have some time where together because we both love riding our bikes. Yeah. So where we could go on a holiday together, ride our bikes and just mm. enjoy it, have some wine, have some food <laughs> yeah. and there'd be no stress. Yeah. And I felt like, um, having that year without any major goals yeah. um, was was good for my mental health. Yeah. Even though I love having goals and I thrive off having goals, yeah. I think I just needed some time out. Yeah. Will you keep trying? If you know, I'm pretty determined to, yeah. to make it. So yeah. I no. I, if this doesn't work out, I don't think that I would do it again because it'll be too much of a burden. But I'm not gonna. Yeah. I'm. I'm going to put everything I've got into it to get yeah. to get there. And so it's this year. Yeah. 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 In, in end of July. Wow. Yeah. And so you start from? It starts in Brest in France uh-huh. and, and finishes in Burgos in Bulgaria. Wow. Yeah. And um, what, because you were talking about, you know, you see so much on your bike. Yeah. What's, what sort of highlights? Oh, man. Or funny. You, know, you, you remember, know, you remember, amazing the, or funny. you remember s- such things that don't seem amazing like that one of my most famous favorite memories is riding through rural France at sunrise and and I was just in the middle of nowhere and there's no one else around just me and the sun comes up over this field with mountains and and it was just beautiful and it was so peaceful and I just felt so lucky that I was there in on my own being able to experience that doing something which I never thought I would be able to do like on my own yeah and it's just something that's stuck with me forever that I never would have had if I hadn't done that race Mm. and you know there's other times where it's um, interactions with people and generosity of strangers Mm. you know where we're told to be fearful of other people Mm. and that women shouldn't go traveling on their own because it's dangerous Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah there are shitty things that happen and people are assholes yeah but do you let that control your life and and there are plenty of, of times where I've had great interactions mm-hmm. with people. Um, I, I turned up in a bike store and, and I needed some help and these guys, they found out I was in the race and they were like taking photos with me and checking my bike and, you know, and they were so friendly and, and it was such a huge pep up for me yeah. um, that I won't forget that. And they had this competition going for the best tan lines. <laughs> So at the end of the race, uh, that was in Turkey, we went to Lesbos for a week and we had the best tan lines ever. (laughs) So I took a photo of Ben and I with our ridiculous tan lines in our swimsuit and sent it to this shop because, you know, they'd given me their contact details and they were so nice to me. And, of course, I I won a prize and they sent me this jersey of their shop. And and it's now one of my prized possessions, you know, because it just reminds me of – of those people and how how beautiful they were. Yeah, yeah. there's lots, so many little things, you know, and all these moments I never would have had, and yeah, mm. there's just so many compressed into such a short amount of time. Mm. And so there's a real sort of sense of community in that international yeah, scene. Yeah. yeah, it's a really really lovely family. Like mm. um, a lot of it's social on social media because yeah. everyone's from all different places around the world, um, and we've got like a Facebook group for the mm. race and stuff. But every time I go to any race 
and I see people that I've seen from other races, it's like it's like you're seeing your friends again, yeah. um, and everyone is kind of on the same wavelength. Yeah, it's um, yeah, they're they're a really really friendly bunch of people and very inclusive, and it's the only sport I've been involved in, in which has such little judgment of yeah. of what you look like or what gear you've got or you know, it's yeah, it's very uh, easygoing. Yeah. yeah. And you talked about um, diversity before. Is it quite a diverse group? Yeah. 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 And getting more so. Yeah. 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 Which is really great. Like age range? Yeah. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's people doing it in their 60s and 70s yeah. even, I think. And yeah. these guys are amazing. Yeah. They're so strong. And I love that, you know, there's this idea that when you get old, you just sit at home and you do nothing. Um, but it doesn't have to be like that. No. You can still go out and have adventures and, yeah. and do things, you know, that you didn't do when you were young. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So um, you have sort of like a vlog that you keep on yeah. Facebook. Um, what what sort of purpose does that serve for you? Yeah. Is it is it a communication thing? Is it a motivation thing? Uh, it's got several purposes. Mm. Um, I like to share my learnings mm-hmm. and my experience with people as many mm-hmm. people as I can mm-hmm. from the perspective that if I can help another person to do something which they thought they couldn't do that makes me feel good mm-hmm. um, but also I'd like to demonstrate to people that you don't have to be this amazing superhuman athlete to be able to do these things mm-hmm. like any literally anyone can do what yeah. I'm doing yeah um, I also use it for my own personal um it helps me to to be able to talk through things, yeah. Even if it's with virtual, you know, in a virtual um, realm, I find it helps me to make not to make decisions, but um, I don't know. It just helps me process my thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, you you are quite um, vulnerable at yeah. some points. Yeah. And the responses that you get online, mm. do you find yourself sort of boosted by them? Um, I try to keep things real honest mm-hmm. because I find in social media in general and in sports as well that people, there's a lot of bravado and there's mm. a lot of untruth. Mm. So I like, I like, I, I, I try to be as vulnerable as, vulnerable as possible and as honest as possible mm. to make it clear you know this isn't easy no it's hard yeah um and there's a lot of emotion involved so yeah, yeah. you've seen videos of me crying yeah. it's like yeah but that's the reality yeah um so yeah but people seem to really appreciate that yeah um so i don't have any negativity on my pages which yeah. is really cool yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah um and you mentioned your mum before is she okay generally yeah. like when you when my you are vulnerable. awesome yeah yeah my mum's really cool. She's been a really, really good support um, through all of this racing. Mm. And I did, when I was making the decision to go this year, mm. I did talk to her because I was, you know, worried. I felt really selfish mm. um, and I and I didn't want to put her and Ben in a situation where they were anxious and stressed and mm. worried about me. Mm. And she just said to me that, that she said mothers always worry no matter what <laughs> yeah <laughs> and she said that she wants me to do what makes me happy yeah so, amazing yeah. yeah um just one more question sure yeah um not about cycling necessarily yeah but just um you know in life mm. what's important to you what's 
What's valuable to you? Being open to anything and everything that comes my way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I try not to say no to opportunities. Yeah. 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 Served you well so far? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Thanks, Rishi. Thanks, Trisna. The saying, nothing ventured, nothing gained, apparently dates back to Chaucer in the late 14th century. I love Rishi's frankness and openness, but most of all, her self-assuredness. It's a very grounded confidence, which seems to be backed by a deep self-knowledge, cultivated by exposure to such an amazing range of experiences, both positive and challenging. Goals can be a great motivator, But Rishi is a lovely example of someone who shows gratitude for the gains made, even if they're not the ones originally imagined. I'll be back soon with another phenomenal guest, so be sure you subscribe for more inspiring conversations.